Okay, so I was just talking and then you made me shut up. Wait, I feel like we need to intro, don't we? Okay, intro. <laughs> Ready, second. I, I just want to get into it. Let's get in. Hey, we're back. Truth and Love, second episode here with Elena, longtime friend, <laughs> oh, yeah. legend, wearing uh, a black leather. Like she's going to New York Fashion Week. I know, week. yeah, for real. And then, of course, the one and only Maverick Baker. Yes, sir. Jumping in. Hey, I just need to get this out of the way. I chipped a tooth in the middle of the night. And so <laughs> if anybody zooms in on my teeth, or can we just not do that? <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it is messed I think up. it looks good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> I even. I think you should leave it, David. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like it. I got to get it fixed. But I, anyways, all right. Yeah, I just cut you off. What were you talking about? Uh, What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about. Okay. So where to find like a spouse, essentially. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I know, you, I already know what you're going to say. You're yeah. going to say, like, oh, get involved in church. Like, oh, do that. Well, dog, like, <laughs> listen. It's so classic. Unbelievable. I've been in church a lot. I've been, We're I go to the porch. not letting you off the hook. I go to the porch, community, everything. Whole deal. It's still so hard. Hey, it could be time to look in the mirror, buddy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but for no. real, your question is, hey, how do you find it? that someone yeah like i mean even like just like being in like i'm pretty involved like it's even hard not saying like i'm popular but like i i can't (laughs) like even when i like if i go to church like it's hard for me to like leave the porch yeah because like people are just stopping me the whole time like hey man how you been like let's get lunch and like i'm talking to them and it's like i'll be there for 30 minutes after the service is over sometimes 45 minutes till they shut the lights off yeah 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 and so like i have friends there and like i know a lot of people but it's like still just like finding Somebody is like, Her. yeah, it's like, it's very, it's not easy. Well, hey, let me ask this question. Are you actually in a season where you're looking for her? Oh, <laughs> man. Okay, okay, okay. fair enough, fair enough. I don't feel like I, like, exactly. like yes, I am. Oh, like, my eyes are open. Like, I'm looking. You're open okay. to dating. I'm open, but it's like, I've just been, I guess, so, like, burned by it. It's like, oh, I'm just like. I don't want it unless it's like the perfect, like the right, like ooh, perfect. He said, yeah. Like I need like the p word. Sorry. Oh no. Like I, I want like that. Like okay, yeah. This is like, you know, my my family loves her. Yeah. Like everything's like okay. Everything's great. I feel like so the reason I ask you that question is because it reflects the question a lot of guys should be asking before they ask the second question. Yeah. Which is, am I really even interested in finding? Her, because you're not going to find what you're not looking for. Because if you're not like actually Facts. looking for, you know, a, a spouse or in a season of interest in that, then you're probably not going to be have your eyes Fair as enough. wide open. So if you let's say you were, let's say yeah. you were like, man, I feel like I'm in a season where I really do have a desire for marriage and I want to find that person. And I do think the idea of looking in the mirror is. Uh, is good, but not because of like physical attributes. I think it's like evaluating, hey, what am I looking for specifically? Yeah. What are the character traits that I'm looking for? What are like the, let's just be honest, like the, the personality that I, I think I would be attracted to. First and foremost, you got to go, hey, am I looking for the things that God says to value in a dating relationship? Yeah. And then looking around and am I seeing mm-hmm. people with those uh, characteristics around me? Because there's people who are listening that probably go to a church, they don't have the porch. Or they don't have a yeah. ton of young adults. So, like, going to church, they're like, what, I'm going to meet Phyllis, the, you know, church secretary. That's and- what I'm saying. Like, I go to the porch, which is, like, the youngest young adult, or the biggest young adult gathering in, like, the yeah, United yeah, yeah. States, pretty much. Totally. And it's like, 
and right, it's I'm still gonna like ask you, Maverick. Then here's the thing, because I bet you you just broke a bunch of girls' hearts that just heard you say that because <laughs> they're seeing you after the porch and they're like, oh. Maybe Maverick's interested in me. And you basically just told we them We talked so the lights went off. <laughs> we talked so the lights went off. I thought I had a chance. And you basically just told them, you're still looking. You're still keeping your oh, options no. open. Okay, That's not what so I meant. So you're breaking hearts right now as yeah. they're hearing this. But that being said, like, obviously, there's a ton of young adults there. Ton, ton of young adult women there. Girls. Yeah. And, like, what, what have you not seen? Or, like, what are you looking for? Like, what... Yeah, I think people have non-negotiables. Yeah. Okay, so let me frame up this podcast. We're going to continue last week to some of the questions that we are, which is why we dived into this one. Yeah. Because you, you, when we were not recording, you were like, hey, what we didn't get to is I want to talk about this. Um, so this one, and then we'll hit in some other ones and, yeah. and keep going. I know this kind of just turned into like, let's interview Maverick yeah, and see like, what is wrong with yeah, him. Yeah, you know? yes. Let's figure out my problem. And we've got Maverick's mom. She'll be here any minute. We're going to send in special guest. His ex is actually here. Yeah, yes. oh, nice. um, yeah. Uh, but there are, I think people have non-negotiables that they're yeah. uh, Christians have that I'm not saying they should have, but they don't at least admit they do have. Right. Like, For hey, sure. I have to find her a beautiful. I have to be physically yeah. attracted. And that's not a biblical characteristic. No. And so should you be attracted to your wife? You have to be able to cherish and you have to be able to honor her. And the reality is, my guess is. For you, that's probably a non-negotiable. Whether or not it should what? be, I mean, it was. For, it is for me too. I want I mean, to be attracted yeah, to my wife. I'll be honest. I feel like a lot, that's that's a reality for a lot of people. I would say most people are totally. like, I want to be attracted to my spouse, and I for don't sure. think that's a bad thing. But there may be things. The reason I brought up like mm -hmm. identifying the non-negotiables and identifying, hey, what am I actually looking for? Because there may be things that are not just understandable; they're actually unbiblical. Like, yeah. hey, I have to marry someone that makes X amount, or they have to. Um, have a certain personality because I'm strong, so they can't be outgoing, so I'm looking for an introvert. Now, I'm mm -hmm. not saying that's sin. I'm just saying, man, at least if you want to find someone that has those characteristics, you need to evaluate are those worth worthy characteristics right. to maintain as non-negotiables. And until you identify the non-negotiables, you're not going to be able to see or you're not going to be able to identify, this is why I can't find anyone around me. Because I'm looking for a unicorn. I'm looking for the <laughs> model the you know and beautiful model who has also saved herself to a marriage who also loves to bake cookies who also that is, is on the list um, yeah who <laughs> yeah. also like you're looking for a unicorn and she you know loves fitness and she just wants to serve you and she reads her bible every single morning for three hours and spends time in prayer and caring for orphans and that and person is that may too exist much to ask? <laughs> You may be looking for something that that doesn't exist. And so what would be better to come back to is, hey, what are the characteristics God says to focus on as it relates to a spouse? And I'm going to look for those. And in the meantime, ask God, man, will you change my heart to value the things that you value? And I think over time, I've seen that happen in a lot of people's lives. And a lot of times the girl that is um, people end up marrying somebody that they were they were in the circle with for like three years and they didn't even think of that. And then one day they're like, huh. I've never noticed her before. Or I've never noticed her in that way before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then something happened. So give it okay, time, Okay, but man. to be fair, I do want to stick up for Maverick in this. There is something to be said of like, you know, he's not desperate to get married. So he's not just going to pick a girl out and be like, oh, you'll do. You know, yeah. he's going to be waiting yeah. for someone who there is some, you know, there's some things on the list that could be even like how you guys gel together, personality What Like there's things that are not like necessarily... Yeah non-negotiables but it's like you care about them you know yeah. and like cookies. Yeah. 
Yeah, like cookies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we're not saying just go find a girl at the porch that you're not really interested in, start dating her just because right. you need to get married. You know, like. But let's talk about it offline, Maverick. We'll kind of evaluate yeah, you, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know what's going on. Yeah. I think that's yeah. my. I think that's my my catch is like I hear like, I've heard pastors say like, oh well, like just go find the most godly girl you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this ask her like out. A, feels like a stab right at me. <laughs> Feels like a jab. I don't know, um, yeah. but that's like, and that's like great. But there's like other things yeah. that you're like, oh well, yeah, she's great and she's gonna make a great wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no doubt, but like not for me. Yeah, I think I think when I've said that before, or when people say that, at least anyone that I know that said it, they're basically emphasizing, hey, character matters so much more mm-hmm. than physical yeah. characteristics, and anyone who's married knows that. Because all of the like the physical and they look a certain way, all of that not as it's not even that it's gonna always it's gonna change so fast and it's gonna change it is gonna change, but it's not gonna be as valuable as those as having character because marriage is hard because candidly life is just hard like yeah. you're gonna go through challenging times, and if you build your house to use Jesus's language, if you build your house on the sand or you build your marriage on the sand of physical characteristics versus the rock of character and that character comes from Christ, then when you go through those challenging things, no matter how um, how she looks physically, it's, it just is not going to matter nearly as much. So that's that's what people are emphasizing in a world that has it totally inverted. Right. That, hey, you just They're need just to dating look. off Instagram. You're, yeah, mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. It's good. I thought we weren't going to make this. Hey, dating, should we jump into our question? Yes, okay. let's jump in. Let's jump we'll in. We'll come back to Maverick. Okay, let's see it's what okay. we got. We'll just put a pin in it. We'll just <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later, Maverick. Um, okay, how about this one, David? Someone wrote in. Um, okay, how to spread the gospel with young adults my age? Harder because people are more judgmental. I, I think they're asking, "How do I do that?" Um, almost assuming today's unique, right? Yeah. Like it's a more sensitive time or I, I guess I'm not totally understanding what they mean by people are more judgmental mm-hmm. than as though she's saying, hey, they're more judgmental today than they've ever been. And it could be. I think the, it can kind of feel that way. Like yeah. I can, I think it can feel like right now it's very like everyone is very sensitive about things. And it's kind of like if you don't accept them for who they are and all of their belief systems and you don't adopt those belief systems, yeah. then you are hating on them or talking down to them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do think it's kind of like a hyper-focus right now. Like, I do feel, it does feel like people are... More sensitive, mm-hmm. more likely to feel judged and condemned. I think the way you go about it makes a huge difference. That mm-hmm. You want to look for opportunities to share the gospel in a winsome way, in a relevant-to-their-life way. Yeah. Like, maybe they're going through a, a hard... Maybe, I mean... Uh, layoffs for lots of people have happened recently. They've lost their job. And maybe you're talking with a friend and they're just sharing how, man, they're really discouraged about having to find a new job. And you say, man, can I tell you where I turn or what allows me to walk through really discouraging, hard times? It's my faith in Jesus. And you can even say, I don't want to come across as judgmental or even pushy, Mm -hmm. but I just know that I don't know how I would get through those times without my relationship with God mm-hmm. and without my relationship with him through Christ. Do you have a faith? And you're just trying to look to point the conversation in a way that's that's not, I mean, hell is real. The gospel is the only way to have eternal life. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to use the Bible as a club to beat people with. You use it as a, as a springboard to point people to mm-hmm. the truth that's in Christ. So I think it matters how you do it. I mean, what right. would y'all add or say? 
Um, I mean, it's not a club. It's a sword. <laughs> well played. Oh, man. This guy, if I thought there was going to be a Bible juke, I did not see it coming from Don Juan over here. Uh, yeah. No, I would agree. I mean, I think that's kind of like even why we wanted to do this podcast, too, you know, because it's like yeah. we are coming from a place of truth and love. Like we want yes. to let people know, like, there is truth, but we're trying to do it in a way that is like loving to them. Mm -hmm. And yeah. like, it's not like, oh, if you don't believe this, then we don't like you. You know, yeah, it's totally. like, yeah. okay, it's like, let's talk about it. Like, let's, you know, there's always something that you can resonate with someone with, totally, you know, like yeah. there's so many similarities we all have no matter what as yeah. human beings. And I mean, I think you're right. People yeah. have this weird perception that if you like hold the Christian beliefs that somebody who doesn't have those beliefs or somebody who is transgender or somebody who is an, a same-sex marriage or somebody who's in any of these things that, that, that we would immediately go condemn right. and scream things or like at them. and leave like you don't we yes. don't want you here yes. you know, like, like you want right? to go to lunch well yeah. uh, don't you know that i'm transgender yeah Are, do you not eat lunch i mean yeah. we can still talk and right. you're still human you're still someone that's made in god's image and and that has incredible value whether you agree with what i believe or not uh the first thing that god's focused on for you is not your sexual your, how you identify it's a relationship with Christ. Right. 100%. And I still can talk with you and treat you like a human because you are. Yeah. Right. I think it's a fine, it's, it's, it's a, I think some people walk it too far back that way though too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where I've seen them not stand up for right. their beliefs. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like I've seen some churches too that are just like open. Yeah. Doing stuff that I'm like, okay, well that's not biblical now now we're we're going too far one direction yeah there's right. like a there's a mm -hmm. a balance where it's like hey we can we're you're like you said made in god's image we can still be friends like like i love you just as much as i love the next person yeah um but not giving way and crumbling your own foundation yeah you're right yeah it's a balance of truth and yeah. love yeah 100 percent. it's good um so this one's from from a friend you know um yeah. <laughs> uh how to honor god with raging hormones as a virgin young adult male in his early 20s man uh, i did not write that friend. question oh. just for clarity um man i think you honor god uh the same way that you do uh, basically the question behind that is hey i've got raging hormones i'm not married and I, I don't want to lust after or look at pornography. Yeah. I don't want to lust or, you know, sleep with somebody who's not my wife. And I think that you do it in any stage you would do, which is you want to live in community. You want to be authentic or have authentic relationships where you can share about, man, I just feel like I'm battling with lustful thoughts. Yeah. If you are addicted to pornography, that you can share and have accountability in those. If that is part of your story, Covenant Eyes is a software would highly recommend, was transformational in my own life. But I think you go to war and you do that not alone, but you do it authentically and openly with other people. The other thing that I think, um, hey, this is not tw not towards anyone, not directed at anyone. Mm -hmm. I think that as a culture, we have done a disservice and missed out on the amazing blessing that marriage is by pushing marriage back. I've, yeah. got, I've got so many thoughts on, mm -hmm. on how this is detrimental. But the average age of marriage in 1980 was 22 yeah. to 23. The average may age of marriage today is 31 or 30 wow. and a half okay. and 30 or late 29, depending on which survey that you look at. So people are not getting married and 
you think about biblical times, and I'm not promoting or advocating for this, but people would get married in their late teens. Sure. Mm-hmm. And early 20s used to be very common for, you know, our grandparents' age. And I think it does a disservice that in the most hormonally raging years of your life mm-hmm. and candidly child. Yeah. What's, what's it called when yeah, – fertile? The fertile. <laughs> it feels weird. <laughs> feels like a that took a turn. <laughs> In those years You're that we fertile. were not, people don't get married, and so man, I'm an I'm a I'm a fan of marriage, bro, and getting married. Yeah, pull the trigger. I would, <laughs> I would, I would say yes, but I also see the contrary, where I feel like I've seen, um, seen it held in in church as like you're not a complete Christian, yeah, if yeah, you're right. not married. That's right. And it's like no, it's like, not true. Yeah, it's like you can be content and happy and fulfilling the will of God without mm-hmm. being married yes um, yeah no you're spot on yeah so to answer that guy's question i think you got to have people around you you got to yeah. go to battle together with other people or, or if it's a girl um with other girls yeah. With yeah the guy with other guys how old were you when you got married 25 oh really yeah how old did you think i was i don't know i thought you were like men in, like in your later 20s but maybe not oh no i mean obviously not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's um, like i'm not the statistic <laughs> yeah yeah no, no but i mean that uh that is less and less common. Right. It yeah. really is. And and I think it like it decreases like we don't need to stay here yeah. for long, but the number of kids that you can have exactly. decreases because you're pushing back for later years and God yeah. can do anything. But there's a number of different things and you're missing out on some of those just growing years together. Yeah. So yeah. I mean your brother got I think that's young. the most important I'm, thing. I'm, right. I'm a fan. Yeah. I've watched them grow and like mature together. Yeah. As teenagers to young adults to to yeah. adults yeah and, it, and it's it's so it's so much like they're just on a a, a level that i'm like man that that's mm-hmm. almost gonna be even harder for me to find yeah um, yeah as i get older yeah you know i got married at 28 and honestly in hindsight like i'm like i wish i would have met my spouse sooner you know it's hard because you can't really control totally. there's so yeah. many things you can't control about that totally so like in hindsight i'm like yeah it really stinks like i wish i would have gotten married earlier i could have had more kids like all these things you know then i'm gonna be able to have now i mean I don't know. We, we don't know what sure, God's sure. going to do. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, is like just speaking for myself, like I can look back and be like, yeah, that would have been nice. But right. also like God was in everything that happened to me and it was 100%. all his perfect timing. And so I can't like regret that or look back on that or think what if, because there's so many things about my life that I, you know, you just can't do that. It, you yeah, just have to trust totally. like that had to happen. But anyways, I do think it's a valid yeah. thing. If you have the option and you're like a believer as a young Christian and like you met the person, then go for it. You yeah, know? Pull the trigger. Totally. Yeah. I think if you met the person and you have the desire, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Totally. It's, it's gonna be great. Okay, I have one from a question about decision. So choosing the right career and right college, entering adulthood stuff. Mm. It's not really a question. It's not. But it's more like, hey, like, well, here's another one that's kind of similar. How to make big decisions in life, career, relationships, calling, et cetera. Yeah. They're kind of the same thing. It's it's asking, like, how do I make these really big decisions? I know, like, in your young adult adult years, you make so many pivotal life decisions that yeah. it's so stressful. Yeah, totally. And you're so kind of scared to be, okay, am I going to make the right choice? Or is this going to, this one choice could really change the whole rest of my life. Yeah, totally. And everything's been made for you up to that point. Right. Yeah. Like it's been mm-hmm. a path that you, every choice has been made for you essentially. Like yeah. you're just showing up to school, you're doing your thing. And now it's like, oh, make all these giant life decisions. Well, it's first, scary. I think that's so real. And just acknowledging that, like to your point, you think of 
the first 18 years of your life, for most people, unless I guess they were homeschooled, even then, it's it's like, hey, you finish first grade, you go to second grade. Second, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you, and then you graduate high school, and most a lot of people go to college. And so it's like freshman year, and then I go to sophomore. And then, yeah. and then there's this giant free fall after senior year where the tracks have run out, and you're mm-hmm. like, where yeah. do I go? What do I do? Who do I marry? Scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, 80% of the major life decisions that you're going to make, you're making in that decade between 25 to 35. 80%, which is which can be, like, daunting. But I think being able to distinguish uh, around a couple things when you're making those decisions. First, what does God's word say about this? Like, if God's word is – because you're wondering, hey, what's God's will for my life? Mm-hmm. We can know his revealed will, which is the Bible, and how would that speak to this? If it doesn't speak to that, there's a lot of gray that if it's a – if you're talking about a career mm-hmm. – does God want me to work in the um, insurance industry or does he want me to be in commercial real estate or does he want me to be a realtor or does he want me to be – if it's a profession that is inherently sinful, like, um, hey, does God want me to uh, work at a strip club? It's pretty clear in scripture. That's not <laughs> what God's Where'd calling you, find you to that? do. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if it's between those, I think giving yourself a lot of, I'd ask, hey, what are the factors that are influencing why I want to do this career path? And give yourself, hit a pressure release valve on, hey, you can honor God at the insurance company or you can honor God as an accountant. You can honor God in a lot of ways that he's less concerned about where you work and more concerned about how you work, wherever you work. Mm-hmm. And the scripture says in Colossians that whatever you do, Work at it as though you're working not for man but for God, and in doing so, you're going to honor God with how you work. So I think, I think I'd have people in my life if I was talking to a friend who was 23 or 18, going, "Hey, what, what, what major should I study?" Or they've graduated and they're not sure whether whether they go to grad school or whether they go into various different how to which job to take. I would ask them questions around what's their passions. Hey, if it's in a different city where they don't know anyone. And they think that their likelihood of um, stepping back into past addictions because they're going to be living alone or they're going to be isolated and there's not a strong community there. Or there's not a strong church mm-hmm. versus an option where there is that. Man, I think that's a really important factor to consider. Um, decisions around, hey, are you just taking a job because it, it's a salary increase, but it's going to really diminish your spiritual health because you're going to be disconnected. I think that's a really, that's really detrimental. Mm -hmm. So I think there's so many factors that are involved. I'd go to God's word and I'd go to God's people would probably be how I'd boil it down. Have people speak into the decision and invite just counsel. But what would y'all add or change? I mean, yeah, I think having community is a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, And yeah, moving states, cities, that can be detrimental to your walk with Christ and uh, making those decisions. It's just scary, man. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when you're 18, like it's just terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, even now, just like thinking of like big decisions we've made recently and what the big decisions coming up, it's like, oh, yeah. It's like this will determine like the next couple years. Yeah. And I haven't had to make any decisions. It's like yeah. everything's been just set in stone. Like, yeah. oh, you're going to go to school. You're going to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. Jay says, can I be a masculine warrior and protector as a young Christian man? Jay. <laughs> Jay. Get all oh, Jay. Jay. Uh, yeah. What do you what is what does he mean by warrior? <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe we should think about can I be a masculine what was it? Can I be a masculine, masculine warrior and protector um as a young Christian man? Yeah, that's a, actually that's a great point. Like what is he talking <laughs> about? A warrior. Um I would assume he doesn't mean like can I be in the army? Um, yeah, I'm thinking like 
he's wanting to go train with the samurais yeah. or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what he means. Um, hey, this is actually an important one for you to speak into okay, because what? there is so much. I think, I I think I'm gonna infer what he's saying. Hey, can I be a strong yeah. male? Can I be a guy? Yeah, I'm strong and in a follower of Jesus as a Christian, or do I need to be soft or potentially even you know um, weak? Can we twist it a little bit? Yeah, I think I I hear like some of the just language in it, and it sounds very like Andrew Tate. Yeah, yeah, language. yeah. Um, what do you mean by that? Um, just like alpha you know male, is? you know who that is? It's uh-huh. like um. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, who is it? It's like a guy. It's not even worth like diving. Just deep tell on, me what it he, means. He's like a a loud male. Okay. Um, we could dive deep on because, it because Maverick. Here's the thing. I'm looking at this question. I'm really analyzing it because yeah. I was like, okay, I think either he's emphasizing young, like can I do this as a young man? Yeah. Or can I do like I'm trying to figure out like what is he actually emphasizing? And I kind of am like, is he trying to say like can I be really dominant, really strong? That's what you know, I'm like getting that from type it. of vibe. Machismo, machismo. Yeah. Yeah. Machismo? Isn't that a thing? I have no idea what you're saying. It's a word. Yeah. <laughs> it means like, oh, okay, uh, Yeah, so if it's the Andrew Tate, so Andrew Tate is a guy who's basically famous. I'm, I'm going to butcher and somebody's going to email in. Like, that's not who he is. He's not an example of Christian masculinity or godly masculinity. No. But he's like a over, he's a he's a reaction to the the beating the drum of toxic masculinity. Okay. And it's basically like overemphasizing all of that. Like, he's yeah. like, well, I'm going to sleep with whoever I want and drive uh, Lambos and I'm going to be all about getting paid and, okay. and has some... And he has some good philosophies. Yeah. And then he's got some that you're <laughs> Maverick's like... Maverick's a fan. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm not a fan. No, he's got some that you're like, okay, that makes sense. And like, I think you'd agree with him too. And then there's other ones that you're like, oh, well, that's that's not quite... Yeah. That's a little, that's a little yeah, far. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, it's like, work hard and, you know, step up and be a provider okay, and okay. sleep yeah. with whoever you want. You're like, uh, well, no. <laughs> Even uh, that, he's like, he's like, I think, like, uh, marriage is between a man and a woman and blah, blah, blah. But at my status, you know... Uh, I have options. And it's like, yeah. it's like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's just a flaw. So, yes, yeah. I think I think the world needs more of godly masculinity, not less of it. And it For needs sure. more of the strength. So much of the problems in our home are connected to the absence of strong male godly fathers. And so much of the flawed perspective on masculinity is it's like, hey, I bench press 300 pounds and I, you know, go bow hunting every day. And That's I, what I do. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you actually do bow hunting. <laughs> And, I um, pinch press 300 pounds too. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go no against shot. you. Let's, yeah. let's no see. shot. Um, but uh, but rather the picture in scripture of masculinity is like sacrificial, dying to themselves, serving and putting the needs of other people, and that's the true example of masculine strength. That it's not um, somebody who is successful on a uh, on a football field. Like that's not a hero. Um, they're they're playing a sport. That's not an example of peak masculinity. Right. Peak yeah. masculinity would be really seen in Jesus, who was so strong and so sacrificial that he would be crucified in our place and lay down his life. And so I think the world needs more strength in the home, yeah. more fathers who serve and are intentional not to watch the latest game that's on TV, but with their kids and to pour into them. And so, yes, I think to answer his question, man, be disciplined for the purpose of godliness, be an example of humility and strength and honor in how you yeah. operate. I think, I think, uh, to come back to the Andrew Tate thing, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think the, uh, 
like what I would say is a an example of masculine too is actually the opposite of like sleeping around with a bunch of people. Yeah, is like having the self control. Yes, to to deny that yes. is much more masculine to mm-hmm. me than it's easy to go sleep with a bunch of women. Yes, that's, that's not that impressive. Like mm-hmm. it's like okay, spot on. Yeah, but to be able to have that control to say, hey, no, thanks, I'm good. Yes, is much more masculine. Yes. Than a high body. No, you're spot on. That's yeah. good. Yeah. But I think there's so much of like the the feminine movement that we've just we've we swing the pendulum too far yeah. on both yeah. sides. 100%. And Careful, David. Careful, David. You. <laughs> you say one wrong thing, homie. I am coming for you. I know. Like I dare you to say one oh slightly anti-feminism. Anti-feminism. Feminist. I don't even know I'm the correct term. I'm a biblicist, terms. Okay? okay? I don't know the terms, but come come for women one time and see what happens to you. Women, oh. oh my gosh, I don't know Can you what do it? to even do. Th- just one time. <laughs> no, for me. I, I just say something um, provocative. I, I, Let's just No, I think that <laughs> I think that there's a toxic femininity and toxic masculinity. I think 100%. so too. There's both. Completely agree. And then there's biblical. Yeah, I had a girl the other day that said masculine. she could beat me in a fight. Like that's just not that's not that's toxic femininity <laughs> if I've ever seen it. Man, well it depends on the girl, right? Hey. Ronda Rousey? Okay, yeah. She, she yeah, you take, yeah, she she take, take us both out. <laughs> Anyways, all right, keep okay, moving. Okay, let's see what else we have. Okay, how about this one? How to handle being in different stages of life than friends, feeling left behind. Oh, that's real. That's sad stuff. That is sad stuff. Oh, man, I think um, I'm guessing it's a situation where, hey, the uh, it's a girl or a guy, and it feels like um, it's a girl or a guy. Wait, wait, really, no, I'm saying think? it could apply for a girl or, or to a guy, where it feels like um, like all their friends are getting married. Yeah, it's oh. like musical yeah. chairs. Maybe they're having kids. Like it's all like of the it. game musical chairs. Remember yeah. musical chairs where like, yep. hey, the music stops mm-hmm. and everyone finds a seat but you, and you're like, man, everybody's moved to the next stage right. but me. And first, and that's real, and that's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the things we've already shared of like getting connected, you're not alone, finding other believers, celebrating what you see other people moving into, mm-hmm. celebrating the marriages, and that's hard. And the reason I intentionally use celebrate, like if your friends are getting married and yeah. that feels isolating or lonely or sad, celebrating, one thing that you do whenever you choose to celebrate them is you are choosing to break any chains of jealousy or one of the ways we combat jealousy or we even combat some of that sorrow is saying, I'm going to choose to celebrate and I'm going to choose to be for just whatever my friends are going through, not resentful or not jealous of that. At the same time, I think you can be honest with God. And I, I, I think this applies to a lot of things, but I, I think I know for me, there can be a resistance to really just being honest and, and sharing yeah. with God where I'm at or my heart or God, I want to be in this next season and I'm struggling and I'm just grieving. And I feel like you could change that. And it doesn't seem like you're doing anything mm-hmm. and just being raw and honest and praying honest prayers to him. So going back to being connected, I think being connected to a church and it may look like forming new relationships and finding and forming new friendships. But I'd be curious how, what you would say. Yeah, I was thinking about it and I, my instant thought is like, okay, one thing I've heard kind of tossed around is like okay well then I have to find new friends and I just don't think that's the case like I know for example when I got married and some of my friends were still single like I wanted to still be friends with them like I wasn't like okay I got married so now we can't be friends anymore we can't do it hang out anymore it's like that makes no sense to me and it's like I I think the one thing they can do is still 
pursue those friendships, even mm-hmm. though they're in different life stages. Totally. Because you'd be surprised on how quickly you guys catch back up in life stage. Like so many of my friends that I was like, okay, it's going to be awesome when they get married and like we can all be in the same stage. When I got married first, it was like, now we're all in the same life stage. I kind of even forget what that was like. Yeah. But I'm so yeah. glad we like kindled those friendships still and still stayed really close, even though we mm-hmm. were in different life stages. That's good. So I would just say to keep those relationships going and not feel like you have to get all new friends Yeah, because they're not going out with you anymore, like going to, you know, whatever. Whatever event. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. whatever event because they're married and blah, blah, blah. Like I would not do that, you know, because you're just missing out on really good deep friendships. Yes, that's good. good. You speak for the single people, though. They don't just want a third wheel with your marriage like that's not fun no yeah um yeah i mean you can still i mean get time with uh, if you're a girl the girl who got married or the guy yeah i mean that's a great point because it doesn't fundamentally change any your humanity and they're still your friend but it's hard like like when young people get married it's like they just want to hang out together all the time like to get them away from each other is like it's difficult yeah that's true and you may have to build you may have to be more intentional about how you're probably more flexible mm-hmm. and this is going to be hard to hear, but you yeah. may have to leverage that flexibility to, to intentionally pursue the friend yeah. that mm-hmm. is married or that mm-hmm. does have kids that yeah. they may not yeah. be able to, you know, they may hang out during nap time and you're mm-hmm. going over there or you're going to a park with them. But yeah, I, I do think continuing to invest in those relationships, mm-hmm. but also having strong community around you, um, is the yeah. solution. And like you can still get new friends. You know, it's not like no new friends or anything. Totally. Yeah. But it's just keeping those original relationships just because For sure. you're in different life stages. It's good. Maverick, you have one? Um, it's not on here, but I've had it come up. Um, and it's kind of I feel like it's a question other people have is okay. like um who you follow on like Instagram. Yeah. Mm. And in social media. Um, and especially when that comes to like friends or even family. Where it's like, okay, do I want to see this on my feed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it's inappropriate. Maybe it's whatever. But you're just like, hey, I feel like maybe it's blasphemy. Whatever it is, you're like, I don't want to see this on my page. Yeah. What does that look like as far as like, because I used to just mute them. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I would be like, oh, it's muted. Like, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, I won't see it. Yeah. And then uh, another pastor challenged me to, he was like, well, you're kind of just avoiding the hard thing to do, which is unfollow them you're just avoiding it yeah, yeah you're like still acting like you're fine with it yeah but you're mm-hmm. you're showing them you're okay with seeing that because yeah. they don't know they're muted yeah by following them and yeah. i was like oh but are they your friend in real life yeah then uh, well to think of a question or i'm trying to phrase or think through the question to broaden it um to the audience so is the question basically hey if i'm following like a let's friend, say yeah let's say let's say you're a girl and you're following a guy and all he posts is these shirtless photos at the beach. Like always. And they're not to like, like they're, they're meant for him to try to get thirst trap. Yeah. Thirst trap stuff. Yeah. yeah. What? what? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't then like what, like that. would, would you, would you advise that girl? To unfollow is, people? <laughs> would you advise the girl to unfollow him? Probably. Yeah. Even though it's like one of her close friends. I think uh, I think it's so case by case, and like, mm-hmm. is the girl a believer, and is he a believer, and yeah, they're both believers. They go to church together. <laughs> well, I've got I've got questions about okay. him. Okay, I'm just saying. He, uh, there's trap. Uh, I've got questions. Uh, I think that um, you're asking, hey, is it the responsibility of the girl to confront him and say, stop 
posting shirt pics. Yeah. I'm unfollowing you because of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. don't think so. I mean, it again, it comes case by case. But if she feels the conviction that she should, then she should. <laughs> and if it comes up and he asks, why did you unfollow me? I think she can be honest and say, because you post a bunch of thirst traps and yeah. I don't want to lust over you. And I'll be real. I don't think guys get that hurt about it. But I know yeah. some girls that if you unfollow, it's like the end of the world. Yeah. It's like it's World War Three, actually. It, it's 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 horrible. Um, <laughs> you agree with that? I, I'm just thinking it like, means so I feel much like to our generation deeper too. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, think about that. Like, there's probably something more going on there. It just it means so much to our generation like that. That signifies like, oh, your friends like you guys are. Yeah. It's also like a sign of respect. Do you yes. know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Versus like when I talk to like other, when I talk to like older adults, they're like, dude, just unfollow. Like, what does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah totally. No, I definitely understand yeah. the, the meaning there. Yeah. But I, I think I'm saying I'm hitting on the confrontation. Right. More than the following. Yeah. Like, the confrontation. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know mind that confronting that's always... people. I've done that. That's, that's not been the hard part. The hard part is like, okay, then you have to, they, they just don't take it well. And it's like they're your friend, and it's like okay, well now, now we're gonna lose a friendship over following somebody yeah. on Instagram. And I will say this general statement: it yeah. is not like, for example, for me, it is not my personal responsibility to make sure everyone stays in line. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, for I think sure. sometimes people kind of just take that, take things that are, it makes things their problem that's not their problem. Thousand yeah. percent. And it's like okay, that's not your problem. Just move on, but not to the point where you're like. It just depends on your relationship with them. That's yeah. all I'm yeah. trying to say. Like, you're not the police for everybody. Yeah, totally. And right. like the Holy Spirit, ultimately, at the end of the day, everyone is accountable <clears throat> not to you. Right. And you should have accountability, but we're all accountable to Christ. Right. And the Holy right. Spirit, we're all on a journey, and the Spirit may not have convicted her. And yes, if she asks you, hey, why'd you unfollow me? I think you can say, because I felt like um, the content was not good for my heart to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or say whatever's true. And, um, and Speaking that's, the truth in love. And that may not go well. Probably won't or it doesn't. didn't. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. But at the end of the day, you don't judge faithfulness based on what happens if you're yeah. faithful mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. You judge true. it based on what's faithful and true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it, it's, I've, I've had to do it a couple times with, with different girls that I'm like, okay, they're really nice. I hang out with them a lot. But then they'll post stuff that I'm just like, man, like I'm trying to shield my eyes from like yeah. seeing yeah. pretty much anything. Like I'm like, I, I just want my feed to be pretty much just like, basic like my friends right? yeah mm-hmm. um to broaden it to what's applicable i think to everybody and i think we're running out of time a bit. is to do what you're doing though which is monitor who you're following mm-hmm. and what you because what you who right. you follow is what you're feeding your heart mm-hmm. and 100%. so that can be negative in terms of like you're just following a bunch of influencers who are mm-hmm. always on vacation in tahiti and yeah like, uh, or you're following a bunch of um uh, political things that are feeding something or you're following a bunch of and my point is not to uh, limit anything specifically, but just to monitor your heart. Like, what are mm-hmm. you feeding mm-hmm. yourself? And maybe you're following a bunch of, I don't know what girls would, that could feed, hey, uh, materialism. Yeah, or, or jealousy. Or, or jealousy. Like, every time you see different. Yeah, just even beauty stuff, yeah. beauty standards, stuff yeah. like that. 100%. Yeah, to be thoughtful. In or that. like, depending on your life, save, life stage, when you see like engagements or yeah. um, wedding pictures, you know, things like that it can be really hard. And, it's like we see we consume so much more content now and then we're probably supposed to totally. you know what i'm saying that we're probably meant to and just exposing our vulnerable selves to so many inputs that are just not going to help us build gratitude build thankfulness 
all of that. So, totally. I mean, 100%. I know I have to be careful with that a totally. lot or else I can sometimes like if I consume too much content like that, it's just if I get in a bad mood, I'm like, why am I in a bad mood? Totally. You know, and then you're yeah. like, you can't even really pinpoint it back. But yeah. it's just like, okay, I need to like cut myself off for a little bit. Yeah. I'm just consuming all this content. Yeah. And that could go for Netflix beyond yeah. social media. It could go for <clears throat> yeah. anything that you're consuming. Um, it could go for relationships, like people that like, you just need to set a boundary because um, they are bringing things that are not able, you're not able to do what Philippians 4 says, whatever's true, noble, lovely, pure, meditate on these things. Um, right. So it's good. Yeah. I listened to a guy today that said that he, Helped, it helped him with his his anxiety a ton just on Friday night, turning his phone off, his Wi-Fi, everything, and taking Saturday yeah. with nothing. Totally. And just that. completely meditating and just like relaxing. A Sabbath. Disconnect. I really think we're missing out on Sabbath, you know. Oh, uh, we got to do a whole episode on this. <laughs> we do, okay. we do. Let's do. And and we'll we'll touch on the EMFs that come when you turn <laughs> off your phone. Um, exactly. Turn off your Wi-Fi whatever. at night, people. There's lots of EMFs. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's free. Oh, free I love it. Uh, okay, I think that's it. Unless anybody has something else. Rock on. Let's see. Let's we'll go. see you next week. A truth in love. Peace.